I have with me today Nicholas Kogan, who's director of international e-commerce for Walmart, Walmart International. And Nicholas has a wide variety of experiences at Walmart, um, but his current role is uh, really interesting and um, I would think very challenging because he has global uh, experience and, and responsibility. Um, and if you think about it, you know, what we're talking today about, uh, for example, Final Mile and Omnichannel, you know, this is a really challenging environment because each market is so different. Um, Nick, uh, would you mind uh, just spending a few minutes uh, talking a little bit about what you're responsible for uh, before we get into it? Yes, uh, be happy to, and, and, and thanks for having me. It's always good to see you, uh, Dr. Waller. Um, I've got a, one of the most interesting roles I believe I've ever had in my life right now, um, dealing with um, all of our international markets, uh, e-commerce, um, trying to learn and leverage, uh, uh, leverage those learnings across uh, different markets. Um, of course, with the portfolio changes that we've had recently, it, it adds complexity. Um, but it's been one of the most fulfilling roles I've had because it's just nonstop learning, testing, um, implementing, taking, taking things we learned from one market, implementing them into another market, taking learnings from the U.S. and leveraging those across. And then COVID happens and everything changes and accelerates e-commerce and omni-channel um, to, the, to the point that we have never seen in the past. So what worked last year? maybe wouldn't have worked two years ago. So it's, it's been, it's been an amazing couple of years, great learning experience. Um, as, as we grow our e-commerce and omni-channel footprints across the world. Um, and, and I learn and grow with, with the markets as we adapt and test. It's been a lot of fun. Well, Nicholas, um, I like to start with the very, very basics because, you know, we all are familiar with terms like final mile delivery and omni-channel, but sometimes how they're used varies across companies. Um, so I'd like to start with uh, you talking a little bit about your perspective of the meaning of omni-channel and final mile. Those are it's a great place to start. Um, so we'll start with with omnichannel in in the Walmart world and in retail. Omnichannel is is usually defined by the multiple methods in which we can get our goods or services to a customer. Uh, for Walmart, we've got we've got our our e-commerce where you can order online and have items delivered to you to your home. Um, that's e-com. You've got our brick and mortar. We call it a brick and mortar stores. We have large footprint across multiple markets uh, where you can come and you can shop. Um, you've also have the new kind of mixed channel on online grocery pickup in some areas that's, that's more, more of a new method, a new channel uh, of delivery. And it's a great option. It's working uh, very well in, in, in multiple markets where somebody can order items online and then come pick them up in the store. Uh, so those are the, those are the three main ways we, we think of omni-channel. Uh, right now, and you've got the piece that you mentioned, the the final mile or the last mile. So uh, this is this is more of a to me. It's a very interesting space. Um, 
if if we're not delivering, we can use a another company like Instacart, Corner Shop. Um, there's there's multiple companies. Uber's Uber's getting involved in this now, in uh, picking from the store and then delivering to the customer. And so when you think of final mile, that really last mile, that really is last mile. It's getting items to the customer from either a store, dark store, uh, micro fulfillment center within a store. Um, it's that, that, that process of getting the, the bags of groceries or the item to the customer's door. And that can happen in a multiple, multiple different methods. We're experimenting with automation, drones, um, partnerships in the UK uh, and ASDA. We, we have our own last mile fleet. Um, and, and so there's, there's a mix of how we can accomplish this last mile uh, j- journey for the customer uh, across our different markets. You know, Nick, uh, of course, Walmart already had grocery pickup in the United States prior to COVID. But since COVID, I've seen the numbers, I don't remember the specifics, but the number of people who have started using pickup, Walmart pickup, has grown to a level that's unimaginable. Um, but and, and I would imagine, you know, in your position with global experience, that probably varies across countries. Would you mind speaking to that a little bit? Sure. So this this has evolved from March last year, even before March last year in China, uh, when COVID hit. Um, we we had to respond quickly. China specifically had to respond, and and we were watching very carefully and and working with China to try to figure out the best response to the lockdown. Um, what what didn't work in the past worked during COVID in China, um, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we've we attempted online grocery pickup in China, and just. Due to the nature of, of the large cities that we operate in, online grocery pickup is inconvenient. Um, and on the flip side of that, delivery is 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 much easier because you have many people living uh, in a very sh- small radius around our stores, and so you can you can actually hire people to deliver uh, much much more easily than having a family come pick up their items and then you know, carry them to a bus or carry them to a taxi or carry them two blocks down uh, home. So online grocery pickup didn't work very well prior to COVID. When COVID hit, the delivery, the last mile um, delivery organizations, partners that we had were at capacity and over capacity. And so we had to come up with with options for people to get their groceries. And uh, we did that in, in a variety of unique ways, but we we found out that during COVID, online grocery pickup was an option that people that people were very interested in because they couldn't get a delivery slot. And so it opened up that that online order. I don't have to be in the store very long. I can order this online and then come and pick it up without without being around a bunch of other people. So it was a very safe option um, and actually grew as a result of COVID. Um, I, in our, I would like to interject something about yes. Nick um, at this point that most of you don't know, um, Nick earlier in his life lived and worked in China and has studied the language, um, you know, and, and so when you're looking at some of these cultural issues as a leader in e-commerce, 
I think it makes a big difference to understand the culture as well. Potentially, it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, living in China for uh, quite a few years, really understand how, how people shop, and I've experienced it. Um, it's inconvenient to go to the store and pick things up with kids and then try to carry it back, even a block, um, so that I, I understand the issues and I, and I understand how, you know, how, to, how the solutions work in the context. So it, is, it's a, it can be helpful. Um, for, for Chile and Mexico and Canada, we ran into some, some different issues. Uh, we were also at capacity with our delivery. And so we had to think of, think of new ways to deliver our items to our customers. Um, we ended up for a short time taking deliveries by neighborhood. So we would go, we'd gather around the neighborhood and do a neighborhood delivery because we were so short on capacity. And then we get a you know, a small van or something and deliver groceries to the neighborhood, to the apartment complex. Um, another issue we ran into was uh, delivery slots. As soon as we open them up in the morning, they're all gone. And so if you're a shopper who orders some, some uh, orders pickup or orders a delivery uh, in the morning, you might get your delivery. But if you're a shopper who likes to shop in the afternoon, you miss out every day. And so it became it became a problem. How we solved that was we started metering delivery slots or pickup slots throughout the day. Instead of 100% capacity opening in the morning, we would do maybe 25% in the morning, and then you know throughout the day open new slots so we can capture capture more of those shoppers at different who have different habits. Uh, did the same thing in Canada as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. Each market has a little bit of a different reality and you have to be able to adjust to that reality. And the markets really have, have come up with extremely clever solutions and share the, share those solutions uh, so that other markets can benefit quickly. And that's really, it's really one of the, the strengths of Walmart. We've got, we have a footprint all over, all over the place and uh, what happened in China, what they did, we could learn from adapt tweak in, in Canada and Chile and Mexico or in the UK, and then uh, meet our customer needs much more quickly than if we didn't have the footprint that we do. So it's, it was a, it was a great it was a great uh, time for us to just learn and adapt quickly. Well, you know, um, this brings to mind uh, customer relationship issues. In the past, when most Walmart shoppers went into the Walmart store and shopped and left. Of course, Walmart has always been a leader in uh, point-of-sale data, having that data available. And, of course, Sam's Club, because you have membership, uh, you not only know what sold, but you know who bought it and what are the things they bought in that basket. Um, so there's really more, inf you had more information um, as a result of uh, Sam's Club. But, but now we're at a totally different level. You actually have people ordering online and having it delivered or picking it up. So you know a lot more about them. And um, how, how is that dynamic changing the importance of the relationship with the customer? Well, that's a, a very good question. And um, several projects that I'm working on right now are, are dealing with, with, with that exact issue. You've got two sets of data in, in our omni-channel world. You've got online data and orders, you know, shopper information, affinity, um, basket, you know, basket size, how often they shop. 
it, it really helps us understand our customer to a new level um, to offer them good pricing on products they love at the right time. And then to, to marry that data with store shopping behavior um, and, and really understand the omni view of, of a customer. It's something that's very unique, I think, to a traditional brick and mortar retailer who's moved into the omni and on, online space. Um, but to your point, the relationship with the customer has never been more important. Um, and in understanding that data, those habits really allow us to, to leverage our knowledge to benefit our customer in ways that that a, a traditional, maybe an online retailer couldn't uh, or a last mile delivery aggregator couldn't. Um, and so, so to Walmart, in all of our markets, maintaining that customer relationship where they're, they're using our app, they're using our website, um, they're, they're ordering through us instead of a, an aggregator is extremely important. Um, and, and I think one of the most interesting developments in retail today is the existence of these, these super apps, the, the delivery aggregators, the, uh, the Instacarts, the corner shops, very fascinating area of, of development and, and where they're heading in the future where, where all eyeballs will, will go through them and you can purchase, a customer can purchase something from Aldi, Walmart, uh, Kroger, all on the same app. Um, it's, it's a very fascinating space. And, and in some ways it benefits traditional retailers in that we're reaching new markets, reaching new, new customers potentially. Um, but in other ways, you know, the, the traditional retailer has to be concerned about those, those apps, those aggregation uh, companies. Are they taking eyeballs away from, from our app? From, from, are they taking customer relationships away from us? So, so there's that, there's two sides to the coin. Uh, and the concern for the retailer would be, we, we wanna maintain that customer relationship so we have visibility into the, into the purchasing, the shopping patterns, so that we can make those, those connections across Omni and online and really offer the value that, that only we would be capable of offering to, to, that, to, to those customers. And so there's, in, if I'm gonna predict the future, I would say, in the future, there will be a movement for regular brick and mortar retailers to find a reliable partner for last mile that is not necessarily taking customer relationships away from those, those retailers. That's future state. Um, right now, I think in some, some of our markets, we have to rely on them and it's a mutually beneficial relationship. To it totally makes sense for, for now. But in the, in the future, I do see that as, as a need, as a gap in, you know, in the last mile space for a reliable partner who can, who can uh, scale quickly uh, and efficiently and just provide that store to customer home solution. Sounds like a big opportunity. Well, I'd like to shift gears a little bit here. You know, this omni-channel approach has created a lot of opportunities for Walmart and other companies, but it's also created a lot of complexity. You Now, instead of a super center just being a super center, it's also a uh, pickup spot. It's also, which requires picking operations in the store. 
It's also a uh, distribution center, if you will. And so the functions of the store have dramatically increased. And I would think that would also mean that the complexity of, of the stores has increased. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting problem or challenge to, to try to overcome because if, if you shopped recently, you'll run into people that are picking and they'll have multiple baskets and you're competing now with, with people who are shopping online to, to get to your items in the store. Um, so, so how do we balance the, the customer need to shop online or do online grocery pickup with the customers who want to visit the store, uh, you know, in person and, and they don't want to get bonked into by, you know, these, these baskets or, or compete with these, with these pickers to get to the items. So there, there are a variety of solutions that, that our markets have come up with uh, to solve this, this challenge. Uh, you'll see in Chile, they've dedicated a certain time to picking. They'll pick early in the morning when we don't have customers there. Or other solutions are there's a dedicated picking space, maybe in the back room with the most common items. So you, you go to the back room, you pick the top you know 90% of items, and then the remainder 10% you would quickly go and, and get in the store. So it reduces the picking traffic in the store. Um, there, there's also micro fulfillment we're, we're testing in, in moving forward with, uh, in Canada, some, some automated micro fulfillment on top items in the back rooms to avoid issues with running, running into shop with our, uh, pickers running into shoppers. Um, dark stores have been a solution in some areas. We've expanded that in Chile. Uh, Sam's club China has, has something they call the, the cloud where they've got fulfillment centers located around the Sam's clubs to try to reduce the, the number of pickers in, inside the, the clubs in, in our warehouses. There's a variety of methods that, that we are employing to, to, to try to solve these complexities that that new customer demands have, have, have created for us. And they're good problems. Um, it, it's, it's an increase in demand. It's a great problem to deal with. Uh, it's a great challenge to, to deal with. But there's a variety of methods we've employed to, to attempt to address those issues. I know Walmart has really stepped up the game in terms of product management, meaning, you know, um, using an agile approach to addressing customer journey issues, um, you know, empathy mapping with the customer, uh, and using design thinking kind of approaches in the whole process. And you all have, as you said, you've come up with, with apps to do all kinds of things in different ways in the store for associates, but also for customers. In fact, I read recently that Walmart's app for consumers has, uh, is now the number one most downloaded I, I don't know if what the category would be. I think it would be e-commerce or shopping app. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we beat Amazon, uh, I think, as a result of, of COVID. Um, it just, it pushed us probably five years, five years into the future within a year or, or seven or eight months. Um, but yes, 
we are we are definitely exper experimenting with our apps. We are looking at solutions for our for our uh, customers in the store. Um, we're looking at some really interesting really interesting ways to solve customer problems. Um, I, I wish I could share the roadmap with you, but um, whenever I'm shopping, our customers are in the store shopping. They have a cell phone in one hand and they have the cart in the other and they're shopping, they're looking at their lists. So integrated lists, mapping, uh, optimized route planning. There are a lot of things we can do to, to reduce the, the friction of a customer shopping experience. Um, I mean, there's, there's some, some fun, fun things coming and, uh, it's only going to get, it's only going to get better with, with our tech teams. We've got some pretty impressive, uh, minds at work with, with products. So you'll see some fun items coming pretty soon that, and that's just thinking about the customer shopping experience. Um, we're also working on apps that, uh, can, can crowdsource pickers and, and delivery uh, drivers. So, so instead of, so we become the crowdsourcing app, uh, and all, all, you know, all somebody would have to do is download our app and they can come and they could, they could pick for, for our customers in our store. And they do that through the, through the app that we've created. And I believe that's in Chile and Mexico, we're, we're developing those options out. So it's only going to accelerate. Uh, it's a fun time to be in retail. It, there's never a dull day and every day you're amazed at what else we can do. Well, Nick, this has been really insightful and interesting. Uh, thank you for taking time to uh, visit with us about, about omni-channel e-commerce and, uh, and final mile delivery. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Waller. Uh, happy to, happy to do it. Anytime I get a chance to talk with people from my alma mater, I, I'll jump on it. Thank you very much.